else can happen to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this year? I mean, come on. It's episode 16 of the Rider Nation podcast. Maz McFly, Kelly Kirsch, uh, the Banjo Bowl, the rematch to the Labor Day Classic. First thing that we get from TSN right off the top, oh, a bit of a unique situation for the Riders as they've been hit with a 24-hour flu bug. Many players are not dressed. Players are driving in from Regina. Players are flying in from Regina, and I'm like, this game is hard enough to win when you got like a full 43 man roster or whatever. And now you got guys that are dressed, but they're just on the sideline for looks. Did you have that sinking feeling before kickoff started too, Kirsch? Oh, I did. I mean, when, when we got that report, uh, you knew that things weren't going to be great, but strangely enough, you know, they hung in there, you know, despite having a horrible first quarter, you know, uh, special teams, you know, comes and saves the day a little bit and, and despite having, you know, a tough go, but here, here's the deal with the Rough Riders. They are the most penalized team in the league. They have the most sacks by a mile. They have the worst second uh, down conversion in, in the league. So all those things combined, and it all bit them again at playing against a team that was, you know, lights out good again in front of a sold-out crowd that was, was absolutely lights out. If they had everything going for them, could they have made it more of a game? Yeah, they could have. Uh, interesting couple of things, you know, not, you know, the, the sack late in the uh, in the game against Cody Fajardo uh, with uh, Willie Jefferson around the neck and stuff. That's that. No call. Normally, you know, I, I was surprised that wasn't called. And then the, the, the pass interference on, on a couple of different things is the one that wasn't called. And then the one that led to a touchdown It's like someone's got to tell me what pass interference is in the CFL because I literally don't know what it is. It depends on who the ref is, it depends who the players are, the circumstance, because it is all over the map. It is very hard to understand. Well, let's recap. I'll go back recap this. So the Riders, if you didn't pick up on this yet, we didn't win the Banjo Bowl. We end up losing 54-20. The Riders are now 6-7. and seven. Team hit with a 24-hour flu. The D-line has become invisible. So Anthony Lanier is out with a concussion. That's not good. He's a disruptor in there. Takes the odd penalty. He takes more than the odd penalty. He, I think he was penalized more than Garrett Marino. And they cut Garrett Marino this week, and they didn't have a replacement for him. Not, not great roster management. Let him hang around for one more game. Did you know, and I saw this stat, saw two people, somebody brought it up, somebody backed it up online. When Garrett Marino was in the lineup for the Riders the past two years, no team ever had more than 60 yards rushing when he was playing on the D-line. He's a good run stopper. Whatever else was going on behind the scenes, or if it was the pedestrian hit on Zach Kalaros last week, um, that was enough. But it's like, you guys, you, you don't have anybody on the on the practice roster you're bringing up. You have no answer for that. You know that the Bombers are going to be better at home. And here's the thing as we go, and I got to give Cody credit. Cody played gutsy last week. He played gutsy again this week. He looked better. He was 15 for 18. Shaq and Swerve, you guys, you got to start catching balls. Swerve especially. Like, when we're going to you as a second down guy and you're dropping the first down that's what the bombers don't do that's what the good teams don't do uh, i don't care who you are you know coming through because even when jake dolagala got in the game he was laying balls in perfectly and these guys are dropping them but when they said that cody fajardo it was after the jefferson sack around the head but they don't call that because it's cody if that's bo levi if that's zach caleros that's a flag so yeah cody fajardo sacked 46 times most sack quarterback in the cfl Awful. Now, part of that is is his style. Yes, but part of it sure. is the main part is the offensive line that was second worst in the league last year is going to be the worst uh, by far. Now, 
They had some good run blocking and that sort of thing, but pass blocking is a disaster. That's on Jeremy O'Day, by the way, because, you know, position he played, they knew it was a problem. Now, could they anticipate, you know, Dan Clark being injured? Um, but they they knew they had some real young guys in there. They did nothing in the free agency level to, to yes. lure some guys to come. And, and this is on him. This is a huge problem. It may blow up completely in his face, and it may cost him his job because he has not done anything about it. He needs to address that immediately. If you do give him another offseason to do that, which I'm not sure they're going to, uh, this is this has been ridiculous. People, people are getting restless, and I would agree. There were, there were some good free agent offensive linemen this year, Canadian and American, and the Raiders have money. You know, when, when guys are choosing to go to Ottawa, who they, you know, I mean, it's Ottawa, it's a dumpster, you, you know, it's garbage. They haven't won at home in like a year, but they're choosing places other than Saskatchewan. And you're like, Oh, what, what do these guys know that we don't? I still, I still love when Derek Dennis came here for a year and had like the worst year of his career. Cause I'm like, Oh, he, you know, he was great for the stamps. Um, so the fourth quarter's winding down. The bombers were only up by, they were only up by 27, so I'm like, well, it's a good time to go on the Internet. And the Internet, they want Jeremy O'Day fired. Not Dickinson, not not this week. They had nothing about Cody, they anybody else. They're like, O'Day, because we just, week after week after week, we sit here and we do nothing. Do you think John Huffnagel would put up with this and do nothing about this problem and ignore it? Do you think Huff at 6-7 and seven wouldn't be tearing the paint off the walls of McMahon Stadium? And Dickinson, too. Like, this is unacceptable. Why is it okay as, as well, yeah, we're the riders. Well, just come to, no, people are going to show up anyways. People, it's so funny. Last week, I had said uh, that you need to get your Duke Williams jersey, $199.99 delivered from the rider store. So we put that out there on social media, and someone said, hey, smarty pants, that jersey, it's actually $247.99 with the nameplate on the back. So $199 would be a steal of a deal. And I'm like, wow. When there's no yeah. shortage of people buying your stuff and they're showing up and beers and hot dogs, eh, whatever. Anywhere else, unacceptable. And it's getting to that point where, what are we, week 15? Unacceptable. No, I, I mean, I, I think the recruiting and, and uh, you know, the NFL cuts and that sort of thing, um, you, you, need, you need to fix that situation. And you've got, what, five more games left. Oh. Um, you know, one against Winnipeg, you got Edmonton, you got Hamilton, then two against Calgary, uh, which will loom to be massive games. Um, this season is in danger of ending with a thud after starting four and one, and that's no good. Remember when we were four and one and life was good? I was probably 10 pounds lighter, had a good tan, everything was awesome. Uh, here we are. <laughs> um, I've always said Mike O'Shea was he wasn't always a dirty player but he knew how to be a dirty player when he needed to like he knew he knew what to do in a scrum when no one's watching or there's you know 12 or 13 other guys piled in so watching mike o'shea throw the challenge flag when they're up 20 i'm like you're a scumbag okay this is the kind of stuff that's going to get your players hurt then when you're throwing for a touchdown when you're up 27 that's the kind of move that's going to get your quarterback cheap-shotted. Like last week, if that's payback for Garrett Marino, that's guys take note of that. And they can't get you. They're going to get one of your players, whether that's Nick Dembski in an awkward spot or one of your DBs or your quarterback. That's the kind of stuff. It'd just be like, O'Shea, you're still a scumbag. 
Uh, and it's moves like that. After the game, like as I watched, I wanted specifically Dickinson went and shook his hand, but it looked like they didn't say anything. But to be like, listen, you're throwing the ball. You're up 27 with a minute left, and you're throwing the ball. Granted, hey, it's our job to stop him. You know what? This is professional football. This isn't, you know, like Little League. But but you know what? Come on. Like, come on. Although he did put his back up in. He, he called the dogs off a little bit and still beat them. But I, I, I get you. I, I thought it was a little a little much to, to challenge that. And uh, even thought it was a little much the challenge came back uh, in favor of the Bombers because I don't think that was really interference. And, and the play before that, that was knocked down, wasn't called. That's interference. So it's like, well, probably probably a push. Like So that's what I mean. Like, P.I., I don't know. You tell me what it is. Uh, and you Andre, uh, and it's, as, as confused as the refereeing crew was throwing flags, Andre Pru, somebody has got to give him like a, a a microphone one-on-one before the game to be like, okay, so when it's on, you announce the penalties, don't talk to somebody. You're not announcing a penalty because how many times can you hear him? Oh, his mic's on. Oh, he's, he's talking. He's talking about something else or whatever. It's like, get it together. That was the Andre yeah. Pru that I know and love that loves to screw the riders and be like, oh, there's a flag. Not it's not going to be on Winnipeg, not going to be on Winnipeg. Um, but I mean, too, yeah. too many penalties for the Riders. Like it was too many goals. They took it. They, they took another. What was it? Ten penalties over hundred yards. Is like, come on. Riders I mean, four turnovers. The Bombers only punted once, and that didn't happen until two two minutes and forty seconds left in the uh, fourth quarter. Oh, speaking of punting, Kari Vedvik. Well, first of all, Hickson should have never brought that. Uh, kickoff out of the end zone. Just give up the single point. You get the He's ball at yeah. nine, and then Vedvik, Ved classic Vedvik. When we need him most to boot a seventy-yarder, a yeah. crisp forty-yarder with very little hang time. What? And I, we've talked about before. We don't want to worry about punters. Exactly. And, and with five games left, if we're kind of like this, would be the time to be like, I'd be getting guys off the practice roster, shuffle them in. Let's see what you got. If 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 you kind of know our fate is, and I checked, we're still the crossover team in the East. We still have a firm grip on that. That's probably yeah, we're going to end up in trouble too, right? You know, oh, I know, but the, the, thing, the only thing about BC, and we'll get to that in a second, they won so many games off the hop. Like when the, once they got up to eight, I'm like, even if they tank, you know, they that 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 eight is still going to look better. We'll struggle. Do, okay, we have five games left. Do you honestly think we win two more to maybe get to eight? Split, I think they split Calgary and they beat Hamilton and Edmonton. I think they go three and two. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa, Nostradam. We'll get to uh, we'll get to our picks, uh, and as we've started doing, posting that as separate content on the internet. The YouTube's love content. The algorithms. The more you put up. The more they love. Um, so 54-20, final score, the Banjo Bowl, the Riders. Uh, so they will play the Elks next, and then the Riders get a bye, and it's probably – it couldn't come at a better time. Uh, once again, if there was a tiny bit of a silver lining in this, Cody looks a lot better. The past two games, he looks sharp. When he gets time, he's actually hitting receivers. When he has more than a couple seconds to maybe look at a first and second read – that's probably, you know, and the emergence of Hickson, I mean, you know, how outstanding is that? Is it's gonna only gonna get colder. My biggest fear, and it happened in what the fourth quarter, they had him on it. Was it a punt return or a kickoff return? We're like, no, no, no. We don't need Hickson out there getting hurt. He's the only running back. Yeah, I think so, they had to do that, Maz, because the the injuries and stuff. Sure. And, and, and I get it. And, and nothing against Keenan LaFrance, great Canadian, but he's not Hickson. Okay. 
He's no. not the threat. And and our receiving core. Well, hopefully Duke Williams is going to be back next week or whatever. Well, they got they got to start making plays. Yeah, they, they got to start making plays. It's that simple. If they don't, then I mean, I mean, Shaq Evans has made some good stuff. I, I've liked him coming back. But a couple man, he dropped a touchdown pass. It always stings when you do that. And Kyron Moore makes some great catches, but he drops a bunch. And uh, you know, and and kudos to Jake Hardy coming out of nowhere. Yes, that I thought his career was over and had all kinds of injuries. Good Calgary kid. And uh, he is he has been kind of he's set up a bit of a renaissance this year, which is nice to see. But in terms of of like what is Andrew Lauderdale still on the Rough Riders roster for? Like I, I don't get that. He looked awful today. Um, um, and, and I know that we drafted that Emelis, that wide receiver, and maybe it's too. So let's say we don't take him. Who else was available on the board? I mean, the Philpott twins were gone. Nathan Cherry went to BC. He would be great on that D-line. He's just a big, wide Canadian, a Sasky kid that would have been awesome. He was already gone because I'm like, really? He's like a mid-pack receiver. Although I, I think MLS is going to be okay. I think he's I, still learning. Well, I, I hope so. But if, if, if MLS was at the expense of a offensive lineman that could be playing right now by week 15 of the season – like that may have been the bigger, and maybe there was nobody left because I didn't. I paid a little attention to the CFL draft, but not a ton to be like. Because when he made that one catch, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if even the Ryder head office to be like, really, should we? Because some guys have emerged. Those Philpot twins look like they're going to be good for a long time. And that Nathan Cherry out in BC. But I think about I think about Justin McKinnis, who had you know kind of a struggle his first year, right, and and just didn't see the field a whole bunch, but. You know, until he got injured this year, I mean, he looked like one of the better receivers the Riders have had. I think I think you got to give them a little time because a lot of those guys, you, you forget this, a lot of guys that play, um, you know, Canadian guys who go down to the States, it's been a while uh, since they played Canadian yes. rules. And some of them have gone to, um, uh, if, if they grew up in Vancouver, in some places in Ontario, they don't play Canadian rules. So it, it takes a little while, the field and, and the motion and all that kind of stuff, it just takes a little while for them. And... It's it's a really hard game to play, and the guys play really tough. So it's not like you can just show up and and, and like in college where yeah. you play a, a yeah team now you're playing against him. You can just rack up the points. So I, I think I think I've seen some flashes from him. I like him to be a little tougher though. Yeah, a little tougher. Um, Probably one of the funnier tweets after it was found out that a lot of the riders had the flu. They'd be like, listen, uh, somebody just speaking from experience, uh, having the flu and wearing white pants, not a good idea. No. So, <laughs> no, no, oh, it's, always, it's always no good. Pack, pack. hydrate, hydrate. And in and, and a game that was pretty warm, like, I imagine it'll be a pretty subdued flight back to Regina. Like, let's just take a couple of days off and figure this out. Because, uh, but some, yeah, no somewhere way. along the way, the football gods got to smile on the riders sooner or later, and they got to catch a break. Uh, another action in the CFL. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You said BC would uh, go to the stripper bar and then end up losing big. Montreal won 31 10. And Antonio Pipkin, and I think as Farhan Lalji tweeted out, I think it was the second quarter. We've seen enough of him. He's not the guy. Put in Vernon Adams. You gave up a first round draft pick. Put him in. Even if he only knows five plays in the playbook, run those five plays again and again and again and again. You have the best receiving core in the league. They will help you. But him on the bench doesn't help you. Uh, and, and much Trevor Harris was looking like a young Tom Brady out there tearing up the old uh, BC defense. Yeah, Montreal's one of those teams. And I guess good news a little bit, too. We should mention there was some some controversy with, um, with uh, you know, uh, obviously the estate of the owner, 
and what was going on, and they, they're keeping the team. They're not selling it. So oh, that's, okay. that's the good news. I thought, oh, God, here we go. Ryder's got to cut another million bucks to keep the Montreal Alouettes afloat. So looks like that's going to be okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the league is better with a with a strong Montreal team or a Montreal team that, that, that is on the mend a little bit. Ottawa, man, I don't know. I mean, I just – They, they lose to Toronto uh, 24-19, and it just, it's just Ottawa being Ottawa. And the Elks streak of futility of a 1,000 and some days is – is bad, but I didn't realize the Red Blacks haven't won at home in almost yeah. a year either. And so. They had a little bit of buzz going on in, in Ottawa. It was kind of the thing to do in the summertime and kind of a fun place and a real good young crowd. But uh, but when you hire, you know, the people they have to, to run the team, um, that, that kind of blows up in your face because they really should be better than they are. And, and the, you know, they've got – it's unfortunate what has happened to that team, but uh, – they certainly this year's a loss, but they've got to turn it around here and figure things out. And I imagine it will be uh, it'll be a bloodletting come November in in Ottawa. At least it should be from top down because it's been a disaster there. Um, but yeah, interesting to see. And, and I think the Elks probably the same same sort of situation. Interesting to see when the, when the Riders play Edmonton next week. What what. Uh, what they look like and you know who's healed up and all that kind of stuff. So Oh, and you don't you uh, don't you don't think Chris Jones wants to come into uh into Saskatchewan and pull out a big a big W? You don't think he'll get the boys oh, extra fired up? So does everybody. So does everybody. But, oh, I know, yeah, but but you know for Jones cuz I mean a lot of people I didn't mind him cuz at least you know what? I could tell if it meant he had to get into a fist fight on the sideline to help his team win, he'd do it. He'd never back down. And maybe that's his it's I think it's his greatest strength and his biggest weakness. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't know when to turn it off, but you always yeah. knew whatever he's got, whatever crest he's wearing, he is a hundred percent in. And you could never question that. Ever. Now mm-hmm. how you go about doing it. But what do you think as rider fans, what do we want? We want a winner. That's all we care about. Hoist the gray cup. That's it. Not moral victories. Well, we tried. Well, like Winnipeg last year. Well, they had, we had five turnovers. We didn't score any points. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's not good enough. That is not good. And and I suppose for so long, we got so used to the riders being so bad. Outside of, I would say, probably the past 10 to 15 years, we've kind of had a, well, the only resurgence or renaissance in our lifetime of the riders being respectable. But you can't ever settle for... Ah, Oh, we got close. No, no, no. no. I think that's you know the, the the fan base is too passionate for that. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, but let's face it. You know, you you don't win and lose the Grey Cup in September. You have to get yourself going in October and be ready to play. You know, three or four really important games in November and see if you can do it and see if you can uh you know upset you know the apple cart a little bit and and make some people notice. You know. I, I don't care where the Grey Cup is this year. I, me neither. I, just, I, I, I never do. Games. To me, it should always be played indoors. Uh, I don't care if that's in BC, if that's the only dome left in Canada. The weather should never be a factor. Just let's have a clean, let's have a good football game. If they are yeah. the two best teams that are there, don't let it be. Nobody wants to sit, you know, when they're showing all the, uh, and this Ryder Bomber game, it, they, they did a lot. It was Sarah Orleski's last game. She's off to the Jets. They kind of had, you know, I figured, oh, they'll do a couple of things. No, no, they did a lot. But then you see like these shots of nobody wants to be sitting outside. You know, when it's minus 19 and no. then there's a wind chill on no, top of that it, watching a football funny, game. That's like, not enjoyable. Yeah, yeah Van- Vancouver's got a great stadium. Montreal, that, they have a dome stadium. It's a dump, but at least you can use it. And they probably, I don't know how much longer they can, can use Rogers Centre in, uh, in, in Toronto before it's 
for sure going to be baseball only. But you're right. It's funny that, you know, back in the in the heyday when, when they built Commonwealth Stadium in the late 70s, when, uh, you know, money was no object in Alberta, they really should have made a dome stadium. That would have yeah. been, been, been something. But it's tough. It's tough to do that when you only play a few games. And the CFL certainly isn't top of mind of a lot of taxpayers right now. So you're going to have to kind of, you know, put up with, you know, the cold weather games and, uh, you know, Green Bay sort of-esque kind of conditions. But you're right. But, yeah, it's November. It comes down to that. But the Riders, you know, uh, tough, tough loss on, on the Labor Day Classic where they were right in there. I don't, You know, they were never in any danger of winning this that, game. That, that was their best chance to win out of the three. Yeah. And I'll say another game take advantage. Winnipeg, yeah. a, a road trip into Hamilton. Um, yeah, and, and those, those big games against Calgary at the end of the year are going to be very interesting. All right. So uh, let's jump into some other stuff. Uh, the other night, the... NFL season kicked off, as they usually do. They always play on Thursday nights. The Buffalo Bills beating up on the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. And what I didn't realize before the game, I was just scrolling through social media. All of these so-called experts, like the NFL experts, and a ton of them, have picked the Bills to be in the Super Bowl. And I'm not, I get because of Josh Allen and everything going on, but they have a lot of history that they need to fight against to catch a few breaks to go their way for them to get into yeah. the Super Bowl. And a, and, a, and a really tough division and a really tough yes. conference, but we'll see. But, yeah, that game was, was you know, Buffalo looked like they were going to blow out uh, L.A. in the first half, and L.A. just kept coming back and coming back and making plays and picking balls off. But then it was like, okay. Let's let's stop messing around. Yeah, I think here. final score ended up being thirty-one ten. And Sean yeah. McVay, he's he's one of the smartest coaches out there. He'll they'll they'll regroup. They'll be fine. Yeah. Here's the no, only. I'm not worried about the LA Rams. You know. Uh, no. Uh, you know, here was the here was the Buffalo Bill bad karma thing that I'm like, you just jinxed your season. This is bad. I don't know if you saw this. The O.J. Simpson video uh, that's making its way around social media of him sitting in a box, and he's got, like, 32 Bill shoes on, and he's cheering for the Bills, and he's – I thought he was afraid to go back to that city because the killers are still loose, and he's fearing for his safety, but he's out there. And I'm like, you maybe and I don't know where we're at as a society. Has O.J. – is he? Is it okay now to include O.J. in on stuff, like, or just to be like, yeah, maybe he should still be on the outside? No, I, I think he's still on the outside. In fact, I know he's still on the outside. Okay, well, and, and when I saw that, I'm like, quiet, actually. He had I no. He, he had was... a, he had a Bills jersey on. He had Bills shoes on, or whatever. He took off his mask, and he has a private box in L.A. I'm like, oh, that's probably not good. Did he have a knife on him. <laughs> no, he's fearing for okay. his safety. Uh, the not. the American college football season is back, and the best part about it because there's what, you know. 400 and some teams you can't name them all but it's great when you watch the sure things and the big powerhouses like the texas a&m and the notre dames and just these powerful historic programs lose and then you watch their fan bases go off the deep end online because you know um like Notre Notre Dame lost to who? No, it was Texas A and M lost to Appalachian State, and Notre Dame. So here's the thing: Notre Dame lost to Marshall, and the way it works in college football, where this is what I hate about American college football: you kind of build your own schedule so you can stack it, you know. So they mm-hmm. played Marshall; they had to pay Marshall. million to come to Notre Dame and play that game. Travel costs and everything associated. Here's the thing. There's so many good teams in college football. I really wish that they would just play the best on the best 
12 game seasons. Don't plant these teams that have never beaten, you know, like a top 10 team and put three of those on your schedule so you can pad some stats. Best on, like when in the when COVID first hit, when they just had to play uh, condensed best on best, that was awesome because you saw the best programs. Like you want to see Alabama play Texas, and they won by a point today, but you want to see Alabama play the other teams like against Georgia that they can compete against. The SEC, yeah, it, it's weird yeah. how they do that. And yeah. it's one of those things, they usually do it at the beginning of the season. So, and, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. So, like you, you, so they, and the other teams will do it because they get pretty good cash for it. So I was like, yeah, sure, we'll come and let you beat us up for four quarters or whatever. And so back in the 90s, the U of C uh, Dinos football team uh, got to uh, Portland State, which is a pretty good, pretty good uh, program. They had an opening, and they said, well, hey, why don't you come on down? You know, we'll fly you. So they paid for everything, everyone to go, and basically beat the crap out of them for four quarters. A friend of mine who was playing on that team said, yeah, they actually let us off the map because it could have been worse. Can't remember what the score was, but it just told you how how important and, and what a program you know like that is. Uh, we we got a few more things to talk about, but but, but when we wrap up the show, Kirsch promised on the last podcast he will tell his Labor Day horror story of up in Edmonton that ended in. No, mine was the police station. Yours was the hospital, right? Okay, so just stick yeah, around. We haven't so, forgotten yeah. about that. Okay, so yeah. the big news. This week, the passing of the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, she was 96 years old. Now, I have young kids. They know that there's a queen and stuff. But when we were growing up, the British, like the monarchy and the royal family, they were still very involved in Canadian life. And everybody, you knew about the king, the queen, the princes, you know, you knew the lives and who they were married to. And I think a lot of that has kind of fallen off as, you know, as everyone's kind of gotten a little bit older. You got any queens, like queen, queen, not queen the band, but queen stories? Did she ever come to Regina when you were growing up? I'm trying to remember. Um, probably. Uh, probably. Um, yeah, I'm not a big royalist, to be honest. Me, me neither. Really I don't care about I, that. I, I, but know, but... I, I get how, you know, I was over in England a few years ago. And I was like, wow. This is a big deal. Okay, but, and, but remember uh, when Prince Charles and Lady Diana got married? My God, the wedding was nine hours, and it was on every television channel. Yeah. Geez. Anywhere you – like, it was like, oh, my God, are, is everybody obsessed with the royal family? And that's what I couldn't get over to be like, I get it if you live there. But we are, and people are like, oh, well, you know, she's still the – you know, the with the ties that we had and all of that. And, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of people that are seriously interested. Uh, but you're like – Holy, and so now it's Prince, no, King Charles III. Uh, he's already been, I, I'm sorry if I'm not using proper royal terms, sworn in, whatever the whole royal ascension thing is. But anyways, I know in Alberta, I saw this. If you're a criminal and you have a pending court date, you are going to go to the court of King's Bench of Alberta, not the court of Queen's bench. That should make a huge difference for a lot of people. Yes. Uh, So if you're out there searching for a good DUI lawyer on the internet, you're going to the court of King's bench now to say that you were on like Sudafed. It wasn't the 13 uh, rye Cokes at the bar before you hopped in your truck. So yeah, (laughs) I I thought that was funny. The the most informative tweet out of all of this was for any delinquent that has a court date coming up. You can't use the excuse to be like, it just has a different name. Yes. Basically. Yeah. The judge. Yeah. I mean, mean, people who love the Royals, great, awesome. and, And they really do love them and they can't, can't get enough of it um but yeah 
it's yeah, fine. It's fine. It doesn't bother me uh, whether Canada is in the Commonwealth or not. It doesn't really matter to me. But anyway. I know it's all about climate change these days, Kirsch. Don't ever forget that. Uh, here's right. the thing. Uh, and I don't know. Do, do you and your wife grocery shop together? No. Why? No. Is there well, fighting? Because, Is no, there fighting? I just, I, no. I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, I do some things and she does other things and uh, everything is just hunky-dory. I do the Walmart shopping. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, and you're married. You get this. So we go shopping. And this is the time of year I don't even want to go anywhere near where there's Halloween candy because here's the thing. If we buy Halloween candy early September, there's not a chance it makes it to the end of September, let alone Halloween. It will be eaten. So the rationale, and I I plead my case, but then you're like, well, I can do what I want. I'm like, yes, you can. And I am not saying, but here's the thing. Uh, so the 125 pack went up in the closet the other day when we got home. Well, after a tough day on the job, uh, a wine bottle was cracked, and then the 125 pack of Halloween candy has been cracked. And so watching the Ryder game, so not only is she into it uh, and the kids, but I'm into it too, and I can't stop. 110. Oh, God, we're maybe down to 70. So forget the fact that it was on sale. My point coming true that it's not going to make it to the end of September, let alone Halloween, like October 31st. Yeah, so you have to buy it again. Of course we do. And we have this same discussion every year in whatever store we're in. This time it was Costco. Like, yes, I get that it's $3 off. And, yes, Costco is smart to take it off sale like the second week of September. But you know how this is going to play out. It plays out the same every year. Uh, that's why usually I do most of the shopping or whatever, because you know what it's like. Sometimes you, there's always that couple that's fighting in whatever store you're in, and you walk past and be like, and I, but here's the thing, as, as someone who's a little nosy and I like to eavesdrop, I like to get a little context to be like, well, okay, well, who's wrong here, though? Like, whose fault really is? To be totally the, you know, this, judge and jury. Exactly, because, listen, I know we're all yeah. standing here by the mini watermelons and, and the grapes and the cucumbers, but, oh, I want to know. Yeah, okay, well, and and what what else is leading into this? Like, Yeah, there's more There's more to this. This is oh, different, you problem. Anything that ever comes up, there's it, it's like there's a long fuse that's been lit along the way for a lot of yeah, other things. Just, yeah, the mini um, uh, watermelons were just the final straw to just broke the camel's back. It's like, this is, yeah. I need to vocalize what's happening here. I'd have to say, and I don't know, um, since we've done the podcast, lately your 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 landline hasn't rang, which I always think is funny. Uh, but lately, I don't get a lot of calls for political surveys anymore. That was a couple months ago in the summer. I was constantly, you have five minutes, you have five minutes. Mm -hmm. I have been bombarded home phone and cell phone furnace duct cleaning i can't get away without getting at least one call a day and i i'm a phone answerer because this random number is going to show up you're going to leave a voicemail and then it's going to be on the phone and it's going to be dinging in my ear when i pick up the phone or my phone's going to have that red dot and that bothers me so i'm like i'm just going to answer and see who it is and they're getting tricky because it shows up like a calgram like hmm 587 do i know that well maybe i'll answer it my mother-in-law has a 587 so anytime i see that i'm like Okay, uh, but yeah, God, are you getting those too? Uh, yeah, a fair amount actually, and uh, more on my landline. Uh, but let's face it, you need to clean your ducks once a did year. Did it once? The guys came, did such a bad job. They, I don't know whatever they did, but I had to call a plumber in and spent two hundred eighty-five bucks to fix because every time the furnace would 
kick out or like turn off, there would be a boom, like an explosion inside the ducts or whatever. And then when the plumber came along and said, listen, uh, here's what he goes, did you have? I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, oh. and so he fixed some stuff to the tune of 285 on an icy cold Calgary day. I think it was like minus 24 in wind chill. And I said, yeah. we're never getting our ducks. Clean. And the duck cleaning was 200 bucks. I said, we're never doing that again. Uh, Disney plus. We don't have Disney Plus. We have kids, but we've never had Disney Plus. But with all these new Star Wars shows, and I love Star Wars, this new Rogue One that's coming out that they they run all the time on TSN, the the triple episode premiere on the twenty first, you're taunting me. And I saw today the first month is only a dollar ninety nine, eleven ninety nine after that. But I'm like, content, content, content. It's kind of crazy all the things you can buy. Yeah, and, so uh, and some things you just have to kind of leave on the shelf sometimes. You know, well, it's like that Halloween candy, you can't have it all. Sometimes. Well, here's the thing: like we're kind of Netflixed out. We watched all the good stuff, although that um, Anna Diarmas movie we talked a few weeks about a few weeks ago about it got a 14 minute standing ovation at the Venice Film Festival the other night, and it's going to mm. be NC 17, I think, because of nudity or something. But anyways, it's like the first NC 17 on movie on Netflix. It's about Anna Diarmas. She's Marilyn Monroe. So now I'm like yeah, a fourteen a fourteen minute standing ovation. I'm like, well, this is probably a good movie. That's uh, this month, I think. I, I think so. So here's hoping that my brother in law's uh, login still works. All right. Yeah. So uh, as promised, last episode. Oh, we got to thank Andrew Patterson for coming on the hustler. Yeah. He came on, give us a little banjo bowl preview. Just a gr- a great guy. Uh, was in traditional media, and when then when traditional media says bye, they just went on their own and said, listen. YouTube, we got microphones, we got cameras, we want to talk Winnipeg sports, and they're killing it. Did he not say in his interview they have 18 different sponsors? Yeah, some, yeah that's kind of his, his some, background. His some radio stations we've worked at, there haven't been 18 sponsors at a time. And I'm not kidding. Like, that's for to be private and independent and to go and hustle like that, that's really, really that's good. That's why they call him the hustler. Yeah, the hustler. Andrew Patterson. He's at Hustle Rama on Instagram. And if you like sports betting, he's all over Twitter with that, uh, giving out his picks for pretty much anything and everything. Okay, so last podcast, you had said you had a Labor Day story of just something gone horribly wrong. Uh, yeah. Give us the context. Where was this? Who, who, what team? What are we? The this was uh, this was the Labor Day follow up uh, when it was on a Friday night in Edmonton. So uh, running the sports station, uh, we had a, a pretty decent promo budget back then. And uh, we decided to, you know, we wanted, didn't have the rights to the Stampeders. Yeah. We wanted to kind of, you know, we, we, you know, had the guys on the air and we really, you know, really kind of sounded like a football station. And so we thought, okay, well, let's, let's have a real fun kind of trip. And uh, so we, you know, got some sponsors like, you know, we always need and uh, got a bunch of people kind of, liquored up at a at a casino and then we had it not just a bus but you know those the bands rock bands the buses they have where they've got like a kitchen and kind of a uh, a couch and leather couches and stuff like a real a yeah. real bus but yeah so we got one of those and uh went up to uh, edmonton with a few guests and there was like an open bar and stuff and uh you know three hours on highway two with a bunch of bananas you know getting ready for a stamps eskimos game you know kind of hard to control and so we poured everybody out of the bus um and then you know most of the people were behaved you know some were not 
A couple guys got thrown out. And then one guy just went missing, as in we couldn't find him, like not around. Now, we did get him to sign a disclaimer, and uh, that that kind of whatever. Um, But, yeah, then we found out that he was actually in the hospital because he had uh, drank too much. But he did survive. But it was a little unnerving knowing that, you know, this little contest I was running uh, and part of had a guy in the hospital. But I live to tell about that one, so... Anyway, yeah, you always got to wonder. So th- that would probably be so the game was Friday. You eventually probably came back home Saturday and then the anxiety kicks in all day Sunday. And then you're waiting for Monday to roll around to see if you're going to get a phone call or an email from the legal department to be like, uh, yeah, we'd like to talk I think, to you. I think I knew on Sunday it was OK. I think I had the guy's number and he goes, yeah, sorry, man, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. So it's like, good, you didn't die, good, awesome, that, great. That's the one thing about football and hockey fans. If you ever do any sort of group situation, they are some of the tougher, hardier people, whether they fall down a flight of stairs inside a hockey rink because they had too many drinks in their hand and they miss a step, or at football games. The the thrown out at a football game is common, or they lost like their shirt or something, and so they're shirtless when no one else is, or there's some sort of dust-up. Hockey and football fans seem to be able to respond and bounce back from that better than other sporting event fans uh to do that and i still remember some of the uh bus rides taken here in calgary and i uh, one of the earlier podcasts i mentioned the best party bus in the city is the unicorn pub which is down on uh, stephen avenue and they do their stamps bus and it would be it's funny you talk about people going fully clothed or dressed in football or just normal clothes and then getting back on the bus like we're talking people that had pants on the start they're coming back and now they're those pants are shorts and sometimes they were jeans shirtless obviously wearing makeup that they weren't wearing on the way to the game with other stuff that maybe you know there's always that guy that wants to steal a pylon uh from the parking people and think it's hilarious and then when they get on the bus with the pylon, it actually is, and everyone's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, a, uh, former NHL player friend of mine uh, was out partying and uh, wearing nothing but saran wrap that someone had wrapped around his uh, midriff. That's it. Nice. Basically hit the streets of Calgary with that uh, ensemble. And yeah. if you probably can, you could probably, if you if you looked into kind of where Kirsch has been, you you probably figure out what NHL player that probably yeah, is. Probably, that, probably figure that out. You could probably anyway. figure that out. All right, so that's going to do it. It's episode sixteen of the Rider Nation podcast. We needed to talk about something other than the Riders losing, okay? Because you know what, it's getting tougher and tougher. It was fifty four twenty. The Banjo Bowl. Fix that score. offensive line, for God's sakes! Help me out here. Throw me a bone, Jeremy. Come on. You're you're saying O'Day's not doing his job, Kirsch? How get on the dare phone, you? get on the blow, or find somebody. Who who did the? What was the last guy the Falcons cut? Jeez, find him. Anyway, stop being a stop being a bandwagon fan. Stop jumping off the bandwagon and support the team. We need you more now than ever. All right. Just find me some guys who can pass block. That's all. That's all I ask. You can uh, listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and comment. The numbers are growing on Instagram at Rider Nation Podcast, uh, at Rider Podcast on Twitter. We've got our YouTube channel at Rider Nation Podcast. You can also get our CFL picks there. Uh, And if you want to sponsor this bad boy, uh, like let's say uh, you were RW and Sons, straight-A builders and general store in Belcaris, Saskatchewan, right on the highway there as you're headed to Indian Head. Greg, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. 
They they build a mean metal building. Like you're talking a Quonset barn, whatever you need. You could build a hockey rink on your land. You got all you got a bunch of government money and you don't know where to spend well, maybe it. The, maybe <laughs> the guys that run the upgrader, Regina. Come on, co-op writer. Yeah, co-op come writer. on, co-op upgrader. Get, yeah. Let's get on this. Uh, you just got to hit the link tree and you could uh, send us an email. All right, that'll do it. Episode 16 of the Rider Nation podcast.